The following podcast is a deep, shallow dive production. Okay, let's go. Hey, everybody. Happy Tuesday and hope your day is off to a nice start. Holy mackerel. I didn't realize if you put Taylor Swift into anything, your audience like like 10Xs, the power of the Swifties, right? No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, that was a fun episode yesterday. And we delved into some current affairs, and that initial topic was the the relationship of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Is it destiny or a distraction? You know, the one thing I did want to say, I had some funny, funny friends send me some notes on that, especially the ones from Cleveland, because Travis Kelsey is a Cleveland Heights guy. He's from Cleveland. I'm from Cleveland, so I never hate on anyone from Cleveland because I love being from Cleveland. It was a wonderful place to grow up. But I did have some friends from Cleveland text me like, dude, why are you getting on Travis? And and again, I'm not. I'm not getting on anybody. Gosh, I hope they are absolutely madly in love. The point of what I was saying was, you know, again, to keep it real, if you followed Travis Kelsey on his social media, Travis Kelsey is street. He's He's a little hood. He's not like a Tom Brady type guy, which is what you would, I guess, consider as the, as the natural companion for someone like Taylor Swift. So I just thought it was off. And again, the way he had been posting about that ex-fiance over the past several years, you know, it's just not a match at all, but Hey, you know what? Who am I to judge? Love is blind. Opposites attract insert any other love cliche you want. And there you go. I wish him the best. All right. Hey, uh, I want to move on to something actually a little continuation as well. Again, on yesterday's episode in regards to Gavin Newsom, you know, I I'm trying to figure this one out and I think I finally figured it out. I'm not, this is funny. It kind of hit me at like seven in the morning and I'm going to play for you two different clips. And actually, let's start with this one. Under any circumstances at all, yes. yes or no, will you ever, ever accept the Democratic nomination to run for president in 2024 on under any circumstances at all? That's a yes or no. I, I, I'm looking forward. I was just in Chicago with the DNC. I don't need the long answer. I want the yes or no answer. To President Biden's uh, inauguration. Will you accept this under any circumstances? It's, it's a hypothetical. Yes or no? That, that, no. No, under any circumstances. It's ridiculous. Joe Biden's our you president. Call me ridiculous. Joe Biden. All right. So that was Gavin with, with uh, Sean Hannity at their little bro love fest after the second Republican debate last week. And so here's the deal. You know, at the end of the day, if you answer a yes or no question with anything besides yes or no to start, there's your answer. So Sean Hannity was pretty clear saying yes or no. And, you know, again, he did say no 32 seconds into the 38 second clip. But again, rule of thumb, when you are asked a point blank yes or no question, and if you don't answer yes or no, as the first word that comes out of your mouth, then obviously you are posturing 
And your answer is probably the opposite. So again, you know, he's definitely playing the, the party line. So that was last week. And then give a listen to this. This was, I believe, yesterday where Gavin Newsom went on Chris Cuomo's show on Newsmax or News Nation, one of those two. And, you know, again, he's making the rounds. He's making the rounds. He's everywhere. Hey, dude, by the way, you've got a full-time job. You're the governor of California. Why are you going on all of these news stations and podcasts to talk about this? You know, again, all right, give this a listen, and then I will give you my final thought of what I think is going to happen. Why don't you run? Because I care. believe in this guy. Actually, you know, you know why? You think Joe Biden is the I, best the Democrats can do. And, and I hope you can differentiate because your BS meter is one of the best because you've been around this all your life. I don't like this guy. I have deep respect, reverence for Joe Biden as a person, his character, his decency, and his capacity to do great things. That's why I'm not worthy of that conversation. This guy deserves it. And we, as, as members of the party, deserve to have his back. I tell you what, I will give the guy credit. He is good. He is definitely good. Man, he, he really is a good politician. Anyway, that was with Chris Cuomo. And, you know, again, he didn't answer the question right away. And whether it's this interview with Chris Cuomo or the Sean Hannity or pretty much everyone I've seen from him, you know, this is this is his statement. And so here's what I think is going to happen. Like this whole, I have deep reverence for Joe Biden. I have so much respect for him. Da, 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 da. It's almost like, it's almost like he's perching him up there like a father figure. And so what I think is going to happen, even though right now he's adamant in saying, I'm not going to run, I'm not going to run. I'm not going to go up against him. But that's not the play. It's not going to be going up against him. It's going to be replacing him. So I think that Biden at some point next year will will basically anoint Gavin Newsom. And then Gavin Newsom will come out and he'll say, you know, I never had any intention of doing this. But when somebody I respect and, and revere so much asks me to do this, I, I have to. I have to answer the call. So I think that's the play. Let's see how it keeps going. This is kind of a fun topic for me. So I'll keep updating with things that I think are relevant with this. But again, I think that is going to be the play. I just have to try and figure out what they're going to do with Kamala Harris. I don't know that. I can't see her being VP again. That's like the longest stretch of anyone being VP. But I don't know. I'll try to figure that one out. All right. So the next thing that's kind of all over the news is Congressman Jamal Bowman. He basically on Saturday pulled a fire alarm in one of the buildings at in Congress, I guess. And he pulled the fire alarm and then that disrupted a vote that was taking place. And then he basically said, oh, gosh, I, I was just trying to get out of the out of the building. I didn't know the door was locked. And so I pulled the fire alarm to open the door. I'm going to repeat that. So I pulled the fire alarm to open the door, said, <laughs> said no one, <laughs> said no one ever besides this guy, I guess. 
But anyway, so what I want to do is I'm going to play for you a few different clips. And, you know, here's another situation. I'm going to let you kind of make your own conclusions on this. But let's hear a few different clips. Let's start off from hearing it from Jamal himself when questioned. Give a listen. Uh, do you still say my statement that Bruin uh, Fire Alarm was an accident? You know, I don't know why this has gotten so much attention. I was literally just in a rush to go vote, man. That's all it was. Mm-hmm. Are you afraid of any repercussions, either from leadership or from legally? I, I mean, listen, I take responsibility for what I did, you know, but like I said, I was in a rush to go vote, and, uh, you know, the investigation will, will, will sort everything else out. Uh, have you talked to Jeffries about it? Oh, yeah, of course. That's yes. How was that conversation? Well, I got to keep that between me and the leader, so I'm not going to share that publicly here. Yeah, no, we've been in touch with all right, so that was that was his answer, and now I'm going to play for you the initial clip that was played on MSNBC. So give this a listen. So we're watching the debate um, on the House floor before they have a vote on a continuing resolution, a 45-day essentially stopgap um, as they figure out a budget there. I want to go back to the Capitol, um, if we can, um, and talk to Julie Serkin, because I know we're getting some new reporting in on some of the delay tactics that we've been hearing about as we're watching this debate. Um, play out there, Julie. Talk to us. And I'm keeping an eye on our ever-moving Capitol Hill text chain while I'm here looking at the House floor where Speaker McCarthy is currently on somewhere in the chamber. But Democrats are trying to delay and try to keep this vote open. You heard Jeffrey's talk on the floor for quite a while using his magic minute. Uh, you heard you heard me say that they're huddling now trying to read this bill. Apparently, one of the Democratic members, Jamal Bowman, according to the House Administration Committee, also tried to pull a fire alarm in Cannon this morning. An investigation into why it was pulled is underway, according to the House admin GOP chair Brian Stile. But I got to tell you, uh, if this is actually another delay tactic, of course, that is a fine, not only a fine, but he could be arrested by the Capitol Police for doing. All right. So that was almost like like real time live reporting on Saturday on MSNBC, which if you're not familiar with MSNBC, it is a very, very, very I can't say the word very enough, left-leaning entity. So they normally don't say anything bad about, you know, anything on the Democrat side. But again, she clearly said several times, you know, this is a stall tactic or or it is it is widely noted that the Democrats are trying to stall on this bill. Now, again, we'll have to figure out why were they trying to stall or what were they trying to stall. But it was interesting that she basically said that and then said he pulled the fire alarm. Okay, so I love this. Gosh, I'm I'm getting good at this storytelling. Okay, so here is the ne- here is the next clip when they I think this was either when they came out of commercial or back from commercial or the next time they addressed this topic. Now give this a listen. This is the same reporter. Um, there was a mention of Jamal Bowman, Congressman um, Jamal Bowman, and the pulling of some sort of fire alarm. I just want to read for you some of the reporting so you understand what actually went on there. Um, there were some reports that began to emerge about Representative Bowman, who was um, seen pulling some sort of fire alarm um, in the Cannon House office building earlier today. We got a statement on that um, saying Congressman Bowman did not realize he would trigger a building alarm as he was rushing to make an urgent vote that Congressman regrets any um, confusion, just to clarify some things on that, because I know there was um, likely some folks kind of scratching their heads, wondering what it was they were asking um, Speaker McCarthy about. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, there you have it. They got a statement. So that was the statement. Okay, now let's move on. So next I'm going to play for you a CNN clip, Jake Tapper, the one of CNN's main guys, and he is interviewing fellow New Yorker and fellow progressive to Jamal Bowman, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, also known as AOC. By the way, quick side note, and this is just a statement of fact, she definitely got like a makeover or something. Man, she looks great. Again, I'm not in support of her politics, but hey, she looks great. So, you know, there's that. All right. Give a listen to this. Actually, listen to Jake Tapper, the way he kind of starts it out. And then I'm going to play for you her full answer. Congressman Jamal Bowman, and he's under investigation for this now after Capitol Police say he pulled a fire alarm in one of the House office buildings. Democrats were trying to delay a vote, a final vote on the bill. Uh, There he is uh, pulling the fire alarm. He says it was an accident. He thought pulling the alarm would open a door uh, based on the fact that the doors to his right there were locked. And there was a sign that he said he was I think someone said it was confusing. I'll be honest. It doesn't really make sense to me, his explanation. All right. So I appreciate his honesty in saying it doesn't really make sense to me, his explanation. But the critical part of that, actually, it was all critical. But the critical part was, you know, again, Jake Tapper, CNN said Democrats were trying to delay the vote. So I'm going to replay that part for you, because, again, that is very important with this overall situation. And then from there, we'll go right into uh, AOC's response to what he said. Okay. Congressman Jamal Bowman, and he's under investigation for this now after Capitol Police say he pulled a fire alarm in one of the House office buildings. Democrats were trying to delay a vote, a final vote on the bill. Uh, There he is uh, pulling the fire alarm. He says it was an accident. He thought pulling the alarm would open a door. Have you talked to him? What's going on? I mean, listen, I think if you actually do see some of the photos of the signs, I think there's there's something to be said about the government's about to shut down. There's a vote clock that's going down. The exits that are normally open in that building were suddenly closed. He so pulled a fire alarm. So I'm, I'm. What I am here to say is that House administration and U.S. Capitol Police and Jamal Bowman are inactive, and he's fully participating in saying there was a misunderstanding. But what I do think is important to raise is the fact that Republicans. Representatives like Nicole Maliotakis and others immediately moved to file motions to censure, motions to expel before there before there has even been conversations that are that are finished to even see if there was a misunderstanding here. But what they did do while they did that, what they did not do was to commit to the same when George Santos was actually found guilty after a thorough investigation of 13 federal charges. Okay, so that was her take. You know, obviously she's coming to defense of him. And, you know, the George Santos, if you don't know who that is, that's a Republican congressman, again, I think from the New York area, who completely lied about all his qualifications and somehow got elected. I don't know how he got elected, but, you know, that 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 guy is completely dishonest and I hate to say it, but a clown. And so, you know, I'm not sure that's the best person to cite as well. Look at what that guy did, because again, what that guy did was terrible too. And this, this again goes to show that it doesn't matter, Democrat or Republican, like we've got to call a spade a spade on all these people. 
Okay, the last thing I'm going to do is let me read you a few headlines on different news sources. You know, I've done this before where I'll read you the take from the from the right, from the center, and from the left, just to show you how different sources cover things differently. All right, so starting off from the left, this is from The Guardian. The headline is, Democrat Jamal Bowman denies pulling the fire alarm to delay House vote. Okay, he denied it. From the center, rep- this is Newsweek. Republicans demand Bowman face charges after pulling fire alarm. That's Newsweek Center. And then here's the New York Post from the right. They they have a, a meaty, a meaty headline. It says Jamal Bowman draws doubts after claiming the fire alarm pull just a mistake as GOP demands socialist House member be prosecuted. <laughs> Man, they really threw in the kitchen sink on that headline. Anyway, that's it for today, guys. I'm going to let you decide what you think really happened. Totally up to you. All good. And all I ask is that you call a spade a spade. That's it. All right, everybody. Have a great day. This episode was brought to you by Boost Liquid Vitamins. Wake up, take your boost, start your day. Drink your vitamins, build your immune system with Boost. Available on Boost.com.